Because knowing yourself isn't just another buzzword. Knowing yourself is the first step toward becoming the empowered individual you know you can be. Your healing comes through your willingness to feel and explore and to look back, not with eyes of victimhood and blame, but with eyes intent on understanding. Are you ready to journey inward? I'm your host, Shauna Galbrand. This is Know Yourself. Hello, and thank you so much for being here, for tuning in and listening. I appreciate you, and I am grateful for your presence. Today, on today's episode, I would like to talk about resistance and to share with you a technique or a formula that I use to not only recognize what it is that I'm resisting, but to move through it so I can release it and be more of my true authentic self. The journey I would like to take you on today is one through my own personal journey of yoga, my yoga practice leading to becoming a teacher myself. Several years ago, I was a member of Workout World, faithfully going to the gym like I was supposed to. I always believed I was supposed to work out. So here I am, I'm working out several times a week. I'm taking classes. I'm in the main part of the gym. And every time I looked at the schedule of classes, I would see the power yoga class on Sunday mornings. It was a vinyasa flow class. I remember thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if I really want to, like, I want to try it. I've heard about this yoga thing. I know it's a bunch of poses and being focused on breathing. So after speaking to the instructor, I decided to show up. I did my best to hide in the back of the room, which is impossible because there are mirrors throughout the entire room, but I still tried to hide. At one point, I remember looking around the room and thinking to myself, why does it seem like I'm the only one sweating in this class right now? I was huffing and puffing, yet everyone looked like they were moving with grace and ease from one posture to the next, to the next, to the next. Around that same time, a friend of mine introduced me to Bikram Yoga. Now, I know since the documentary came out about Bikram, many of the studios have changed their name from Bikram to simply Hot Yoga. That was an experience in and of itself. I remember walking into the hot room with my girlfriend for the first time, and I looked at her like, are you joking me right now? You actually want me to stay in this room for 90 minutes and do a series of yoga poses? You're insane! But I made it. Bikram Yoga is in a hot room. Lots of heat, lots of humidity. If I remember correctly, it was 105. I think it was 105. I don't remember the humidity level. And Bikram Yoga consists of 26 poses and two breathing exercises. So you start off with a breathing exercise. You go through the same 26 poses in every single class, and then you end with a breathing exercise. I made it through my first class. I survived. In fact, they gave me a little magnet for my refrigerator that said, I survived 105. I kept going back, and it got to the point that 
I actually wanted to be in the hot room. I looked forward to getting into the hot room. I really enjoyed taking those classes. I found incredible amounts of flexibility in my body, um, detoxing, which was fantastic. Life shifted for me and I was no longer in that area. And shortly after that, I decided that I was going to go for my own yoga teacher certification. A friend of mine at the time approached me and brought it up in conversation. I remember in my head, the first thoughts I had were, there's no way I can teach yoga. I'm not thin enough to teach yoga. No one will take me seriously. I have too much weight on my body. Once those thoughts kind of went away, I started thinking, well, why not me? Why can't I teach a yoga class? Maybe because I am not that beautiful, fit, perfect person on the cover of Yoga Journal doesn't mean that I can't add something or bring something to a class that I teach. So I enrolled and I received my yoga certification, uh, I think it's five years now. I think it's five years this month. I was teaching at a studio for about four years and I was teaching more of a Hatha-based yoga. Hatha yoga is a series of poses and breathing exercises. So it's starting off with the centering, moving through the physical practice, coming back to stillness and deep relaxation. I see Hatha yoga as it's like an introduction to basic yoga practices. Now, it can be a flow or it can be just simply doing one yoga pose at a time. It's more it's a physical and mental branch of yoga designed to prime the body and mind. So that's what I've been doing for the past five years. As we all know, a year ago, COVID settled in and we went all into lockdown and isolation and everything turned to Zoom. A friend of mine from high school reached out to me asking me if I ever taught a morning class. I took that question and decided to create a Friday morning class. I was not charging for the class. I was doing it during the time of COVID, which let's all face it, we're still in it. I never had the intention of the class enduring or lasting as long as it has. It's still ongoing. It's every Friday morning from 10 to 11.15 and I'm going on a year now. Like I said, I never had the intention of this going for so long. And let me tell you, I do check in from time to time to ask myself what my level of interest and excitement is around the class. And right now it's still high. It's been high and it's remaining high. So I'm sticking with it because if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. All right. So during all this time, I have been trying to find my groove, trying to find my style, if you will. And I've come a long way, but I'm noticing I'm still not quite there yet. And I think that has to do with the fact that my yoga journey is ongoing and it's not 
it's not coming to any end. In fact, it's evolving. The class that I teach on Friday mornings is transforming. It's evolving in a, a different sort of way. When I am in my own private practice, which I try to do as often as I can during the week, I will be in poses or stretches for long periods of time. And while I'm in these poses and stretches, I'm with all of my stuff. When I say that, I mean I bring onto my mat with me my challenges, my struggles, my beliefs, my feelings, my emotions, my preferences, my perceptions, my belief systems. I bring all of it onto the mat with me and I simply allow myself to be with all of it. And as I am with all of it, as I tune in within myself, as I turn my attention within, I find it more easy now to notice the sensations in my body, to notice the emotions and the energy and the feelings that are moving through my body. So what I do is I stay with it. I allow that feeling or that sensation or that emotion to carry me, to bring me to a memory, to bring me to another feeling. And as I go deeper and deeper and deeper into these layers of myself, I discover a lot. And this is how I came up with the name for the podcast of now it's Know Yourself. This is the practice that I've been in. This practice of stillness. It is not a strong, powerful practice like a vinyasa flow or like a Bikram. It is yoga and stillness. It is movement and stillness. Over the past couple of months, I've been thinking about the class more and more curious where it might be leading when I started to notice myself thinking about a yin yoga certification class or certification training, taking my yoga practice, my own practice, and my teaching to the next level, if you will. I'm feeling drawn to the more feminine side. And this has been happening naturally, um, organically on its own. So I started to do some research into different programs that I could enroll in. And I've, I've narrowed it down to three different um, training courses. I have not yet enrolled because I noticed a ton of resistance, and this is what I really wanted to talk to you about today. While on my mat, with all my stuff, I brought in the idea and the desire, the drive, the curiosity, if you will, in enrolling in a, in a further training, and I noticed the resistance. So this is the technique 
the tools, uh, the formula that I use to um, recognize and to move through resistance. So let me share this with you. I'm going to just um, give it to you right now and then I'm going to break it down a little bit more. Step number one is I acknowledge resistance. Step number two is I ask myself a series of questions. What am I afraid of? What am I fearing? What do I fear? What do I believe to be true about myself in regards to yin yoga? What do I believe to be true about myself in regards to yoga? What do I believe to be true about yoga? So this is a series of questions in step two that I pose to myself. Step three, which I think is a really, really important step, is to practice honest self-examination, honest self-exploration. Being honest with what I believe about yoga, what I believe about myself, and what fears may be present that are preventing me from moving forward on this next stage of my journey. Step number four is to pose another set of questions to myself. Is this belief serving me? Is this belief my preference? Does the belief make sense? And then if all of those answers are no, which they generally are, I go to step five, which is bringing in more supportive beliefs that can um, guide me in moving forward. I'll stop right there. So let's go back. Step number one, acknowledging resistance. I recognized and admitted to myself that there was strong resistance to enrolling in another teacher training yin yoga course. I asked myself, what am I afraid of? What do I fear? What do I believe to be true about yoga? What do I believe to be true about myself in regards to yoga? I'm going to share with you my answers, and then I'm just going to touch upon two of them. In asking myself those questions and practicing honest self-examination, writing my beliefs down, this is what I came up with. Yin yoga is not real yoga. Yoga is supposed to be a strong physical practice, a flow cap class, if you will. My people want a strong physical practice. And when I say my people, I mean the beautiful women that grace Zoom every Friday with me. They want a strong physical practice. Yoga is supposed to be a workout. If I'm not breaking a sweat, that means I'm not doing enough. If the people who are taking my class are not breaking a sweat, that means I didn't do enough. I will lose my core identity if I move toward yin energy. Let me just speak a little bit about that for a moment. I've prided myself in my assertive, aggressive, confident, Aries sort of personality. I've always been action-oriented, and I shared with you a few minutes ago that my class has been changing organically and naturally on its own to something that is more passive, that is more yin-based. But I am afraid that if I allow myself, it's funny, I, I call it the dark side, but it's really not, but if I allow myself to go to the dark yin side, 
I am going to lose my sense of identity, my core sense of being that person or the person that I've been for over 50 years. So I recognized in asking myself these important questions, the belief that I will lose my core identity if I move toward something more passive, something yin-based. I also believe that I have to work out. I believe I have to be thinner to be fully accepted and loved. I believe that I'm not good enough to teach. Those are some of the beliefs that I came up with that is causing the resistance. All right, so I took all those steps. I was very honest with myself. I wrote these beliefs down. And then I move on to step four, which is posing another set of questions to myself. Three very simple questions. Is this belief serving me? Is this belief my preference? Does this belief make sense? So I went through all of the beliefs that I'm holding on to, which I imagine belong to someone else that I've been carrying around. And the answers to these three questions were all no. The beliefs are not serving me. They are holding me back from taking a risk and being more of my true authentic self. These beliefs are not my preference. My preference would be to believe fully in my ability, my capability of teaching whatever goddamn class I want to teach. And do these beliefs make sense? Well, I think they made sense in a way of keeping me in my comfort zone, keeping me safe, but they don't make sense to me anymore or any longer because there are things I want to do. And I am feeling drawn toward finding the balance within myself of male and female energies, the balance between the yin and the yang. I've spent over 50 years in yang energy, and I'm now being called to move toward the divine feminine. So basically, the answers to these questions were all no. So what do I do with that? Release them. Every time I have the thought. So here's the thing before I bring in step five, before I bring in the more supportive beliefs, I want to make it very clear that this is not magic. It wasn't something that I said, oh, here are the beliefs. The answers to all of these questions are no. So now I can just let them go and they won't ever come back. That's not how it works. At least that's not how it works for me. Even though I have recognized them, the repetitive thoughts, we have such negative thoughts so often that we oftentimes don't catch the thought because it's so repetitive we feel it's just part of our natural being so it's becoming aware of when i have the thought again when i'm feeling the resistance when i'm recognizing that false um, fear-based belief and in that moment saying to myself ah there's the feeling there's the thought Now I'm going to cancel this out because this does not serve me. This is not my preference. And this is, does not make sense. 
let me bring in something that is supportive. And here is step five, bringing in a more supportive affirmation, one that does serve me, one that um, is my preference and does make sense. Now, I had quite a few. I had several beliefs, but I, when I was looking at my beliefs, when I was reviewing them, it really all boiled down to the fact that I don't feel good enough to teach, that I am not good enough to teach. All these other ones are like core, not core, but um, like more surface level resistance, surface level false beliefs. But as I weeded through them, as I felt into those fear-based beliefs that I've been carrying around, as I boiled it all down, I came to, or I come back to, I am not good enough. So the new beliefs that I wrote out for myself, I am enough. I am a good enough teacher to guide my students through any class. Yoga in any form is a discipline that helps me live more of my authentic self. I always have an audience if I have a gift to share. These are some of the beliefs, new beliefs, new empowering affirmations that I choose to bring in every time I am aware of the false belief showing itself through a repetitive thought or that feeling in my body, that sensation in my body, which I'm recognizing so much easier with every passing day. All right, so let me just recap all of this and invite you to play around with this process, this technique, um, this tool that I use. Number one, what are you resisting? Acknowledge that. Be honest with yourself about that. I am resisting this. Number two, ask yourself a series of questions. What am I afraid of? What do I fear? What do I believe to be true about myself in regards to what I am resisting? What do I believe to be true about what I am resisting? Number three, practice honest self-examination and write down the beliefs. Step number four, pose another series of questions to you around those beliefs. Is the belief serving you? Is it your preference? Do you believe this belief, excuse me, does the belief make sense? If you answer no to all of those questions, which I imagine you will, step number five is bring in a more supportive belief, something that is going to lift you up and move you forward and make you more willing to take a risk make you more capable of being your true authentic self. One thing that I neglected to mention, um, one of the beliefs that I came up with, um, I had it written off to the side and I forgot about it, but one of the beliefs that I recognized in regards to the resistance I was feeling 
was that if I were to move to a more passive yin class, the women that come to my class will go elsewhere. They will stop coming to my class. This is a belief that I've been holding on to. And no, it does not serve me. And it is absolutely not my preference. And it does not make sense. So when I said, when I shared with you, one of my new beliefs was, or is, excuse me, I always have an audience if I have a gift to share. That made me reflect back on the belief that I forgot to share with you. So that negates this fear-based belief that the women will go elsewhere. The belief that I will always have an audience or I always have an audience if I have a gift to share. I don't know if it's going to be something that I am going to do simply for myself, for my own evolution, or if it's something that I will be taking outward in regards to teaching another class. I don't know. I shared with you at the beginning of this that I never intended my Friday class to go this long. That was not my intention, but it it has lasted, and I am so grateful for that. Perhaps I will start offering another class. I don't know. All I know is I've recognized the resistance, and now I can move forward. This past week, I attended two yoga classes taught by two different friends of mine. I want to be very clear right now that whatever I say about their classes is in regards to what I was discovering about myself in their classes. Just be very clear about that. They were strong classes. They were flow classes. And I was sweating. And I was uncomfortable. And it was a challenge for me. That said, during these classes, I was really paying attention to what was going on within me. And I have come to the decision that I do not want to teach a flow class. I do not want to teach a strong physical practice class. I choose to teach a class that helps the students become more aware of themselves through stillness. And wow, I didn't have this planned. Let me let me go into my body for a second. I want to teach a class that helps women to become reconnected with their selves, with themselves. I want to teach a class very similar to my own private practice where I do invite them to bring all their shit on their mat with them and to be with their resistance, to be with their uh, belief system and their preferences and, and their perceptions. I choose to teach a class that is based on stillness, and attention turned inward to the sensations, the feelings, and the emotions that are moving through our body all the time. I mentioned a few minutes ago that it's becoming a lot easier for me to notice feelings, emotions, and sensations in my body. 
And what I have recognized is that these feelings and emotions and sensations have been with me my whole life. And they are connected to the fear-based belief systems that I'm carrying around. So when I think about the class that I want to teach, that's what it's about. I don't know how it's all going to play out. I don't know what I'm going to be quite saying yet. I'm going to allow that to happen naturally. But this is where I want my yoga, yoga teaching to be rooted from. This sense of stillness, reconnecting with yourself, and knowing more about yourself. How interesting how I keep coming back to know yourself. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. This beautiful technique, if you choose to embrace it and integrate it into your life um, and share a little bit of my yoga journey. I have not enrolled yet. I have the three trainings saved to my computer. I have a couple of things going on this month, but I'm hoping to be enrolled at the end of the month, learning more about the feminine side of myself and the yin, the surrendering energy of the divine feminine. Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. My technique on acknowledging and moving through resistance so I can be more of my true, authentic, risk-taking self. I invite you to write this technique down and play around with it. Take it with you. Start to become more aware of who you are and what you may be resisting. As far as my friends' classes go, I'll be back to those classes. Even though I don't want to teach a strong physical practice, it's nice to participate in one every so often. And I appreciate both of my girlfriends and what it is that they offer in their classes. All right, so there you have it. Little journey of yoga that is continuing. I'm really excited about it. And the technique of our process of moving through, recognizing and moving through resistance. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for paying attention, and for your willingness to know more about yourself. Until the next time.